You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. And today we are going to talk all about the buses we take to get to work and off work every other day. Our guest for today is from Volvo Buses, which is one of the world's leading providers of sustainable people transport solutions. Now, offering premium city and intercity buses, coaches, and chassis. Volvo Buses has sales in 85 countries and a global service network with more than 1,500 dealerships and workshops. So, with Volvo Buses changing its business model in Europe to focus on chassis production to restore it to profitability, we want to find out more about the situation here over in Asia and what's next for the company as far as APEC is concerned. Now, speaking of APEC, the company recently reviewed a made-in-Singapore city bus powered fully by batteries.、Uh, As part of a collaboration with Singapore's SC Auto Industries, but how big of a market is Volvo Buses aiming in the region? Well, for more, let's speak to Mats Nielsen, VP at Volvo Buses APEC. Mats, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Chua. It's a pleasure to be here. Great to have you on board. And、uh, Mats, we've briefly touched on this, but appreciate it if we could start by finding out more about Volvo Buses, your value proposition, and how the bus business fits into the wider Volvo Group. Okay, so if we start with the Volvo Group, it was created in Sweden in a city called Gothenburg in 1927, and Volvo Buses soon became a part of it, created in 1928. The group, as such, today focuses solely on commercial vehicles and related solutions and services. Our mission throughout the group is to drive prosperity through transport solutions. And since the creation, I want to emphasize that we had quality, safety, and from the the, the early 1970s, environmental care. As our three main core values, Volvo's Volvo Buses value proposition within this group is really to provide sustainable, safe, efficient, and reliable transport solutions with the best levels of uptime and what we call total cost of ownership or vehicle lifetime productivity. It's our intention is to provide meaningful innovations that add value to our customers or business partners, as we often refer to them. And being in the front, forefront of understanding commercial vehicles in general, globally, and people transport in particular, we leverage on the global Volvo Group's vehicle research and technology, connectivity and data, etc., to develop and deliver innovative solutions and business models that we think benefit our business partners, the customers, society, and our shareholders as a consequence as well. We would like to think that we're part of driving progress. Now I mentioned that the Volvo Group's core values are sustainability and environmental care, as well as quality and safety. So we think, and we are convinced that we have a responsibility to shape the world that we want to live in. Vehicles we often hear is maybe part of the world's climate challenges, but we also think that public transport is part of the solution, clearly, and very much so in Asia, where we know that we have problems sometimes with pollution, with congestion, etc. So we see a very big part for. For public transport to to, to play、mm-hmm. in terms of improving quality. Yeah, so Metsa, I understand Volvo Buses has sales in eighty five countries, a global service network of、uh, more than one thousand five hundred dealerships and workshops. But take us through your current presence in APEC. Which are the markets you're focused in as far as Asia is concerned? Yes,、yeah, so、we're present throughout APEC. What we define as APEC goes from New Zealand and Australia all the way up to South Korea. Uh, more or less present in most of the countries. If I give some examples, Australia, we have a presence for over 52 years. It's a very important, big market for us. We've been market leader for 12 consecutive years there. We offer the full range of products as we usually do, from city buses to intercity or, or coaches. Singapore, in particular, then where, where we are now, we've been here for some 43 years. 
We have a long-standing partnership with Comfort Delgar Engineering in terms of taking care of the vehicles uh, when they're servi being serviced. And we have been working with the LTA and the different public transport operators, as I, as I mentioned, for some 43 years. In 2018, I want to highlight that we did delivered our first 50 self-charging hybrid buses to Singapore. And in 2019, we introduced what was, what was actually the world's first 12-meter full autonomous buses together with the NTU University. So that's something we're very proud of, being part of that sort of research and pro providing new innovative solutions. Last year, and, and you alluded to it a little bit before, Chua, last year we launched the first made-in-Singapore Volvo BZL SC Newstar City full electric bus. So that is actually a very, we're very proud of this partnership where we have the global technology and competences and experience from Volvo with the local knowledge and support by SCOTO. Mm. Okay, let's talk about Volvo buses as a whole, Matt. Uh, Volvo Group right, will restructure Volvo buses business in Europe, and that's in a bit to restore it to profitability. Now, the move, as far as uh, we understand, will involve a divestment from a Polish plant. It will have impact on some 1,600 jobs, according to the group. Uh, so how will the restructuring help the business become more efficient? And to what extent is this specific to Europe? So what's the situation like in APEC and in Singapore? Yeah, you're right. Uh, we are restructuring our activities in Poland, where we have a factory in a city called Roslav, as well as in some of the other East European countries mainly. Um, this is, of course, I mean, we all have to drive a sustainable, in the end, profitable business. Otherwise, we will not be around in the future to, to provide the right transport solutions. But to your question, how will it impact Asia in general, maybe Singapore in, sp in specific? It will not have any real impact that can be can be seen on maybe on to the contrary there will be more focus on our type of business which is a more of a chassis driven business than complete vehicles so i actually think that we will be able to get even more support from the global organization in in, in europe so my, my my answer is that we will not really sense anything here our our, our customers our business partner will if, if anything actually feel more of a support mm, so it's specific to the external environment in europe that, that, that's correct it's it's been we had a, the factory in, in Poland for close to 25 years now, I think it is. And for many years, the, the, the profitability has, has, has been a challenge for us. So I think the group was fairly patient. And in the end, this was a decision that was taken. I mean, business is it's a dynamic environment. We have to adjust yeah. and we have to secure that we are delivering the, the, in, in the right segments where we have a strength and where we can offer value for, 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 for customers. Mm. And you talk about chassis production. And I understand Volvo Buses will change its business model in Europe to focus on chassis production while cooperating with external parties for bodybuilding, which is a strategy that you're pursuing in other markets two parts to this question. First of all, for the men in the street, what is the chassis? And uh, secondly, what is your business model in major APEC markets, including in Singapore? And why do you choose to adopt such a business model? Yeah, so to your first question, what is a chassis? Uh, a bus chassis is pretty much what you have in between the four or six set of wheels that you can actually see. It's pretty much the frame with the suspension system. There are axles and wheels engines and transmissions, steering systems, braking systems, fuel tanks, exhaust systems. But the body, that is separate. What you can actually see where you have your seats or your uh, windows, etc. That, that's part of the body. So that's not the chassis. That's what you put on top of the chassis. So the business model we have in, in, in Asia is very much a chassis-based model where we provide a chassis produced in Europe, sometimes locally assembled in Asia, 
Um, and then we work with very closely with external partners. We involve our own technical people to secure that the, they understand how to body our on, on our on our chassis. Uh, right, we secure that there is the right quality, the right aftermarket support, etc. And we, these partnerships, we talked about the restructuring in Europe, so we will becoming it's becoming ever more important for us to, to manage these partnerships in, the, in, in the proper way. And we say that in general in the group that partnership is the new leadership. That's valid not just for, for chassis and bodies, but also when we talk about electromobility or connectivity and, and, and other new areas where partnerships are becoming so important for us. Mm. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Mats Nilsson, VP of Volvo Buses APEC. And Mats, let's take a look at the wider business environment that Volvo Buses is in. What is the number one trend in the bus making industry right now? And how does that influence the way in which you take the company forward then? It's maybe two, but I would say that the number one trend is electromobility, clean fuels. That's what everyone is talking about. From the Volvo Group's perspective, we are looking at not just when the vehicle is operating cleaner in the city center, but really from a cradle to grave approach. How are the raw materials extracted? Uh, how do we take care of the vehicles after the end of lifetime on the roads, etc.? So it's a cradle to grave approach that we have, uh, and it's a new, it's a new ball game, I would say, to some extent. We have new competitors that we were not familiar with before. We are learning new, new technologies. I talked about partnerships. It's becoming more important for us to work with charging suppliers, for instance. Um, but the other big trend, I said there might not be one, but two, connectivity, I think, is another one as well. We all hear about big data. Uh, in our case, we can communicate much more with the vehicles. We can provide our operators with much more data for them to optimize their operations and so on. So I would say that these are two very big trends, electromobility and connectivity. Mm, and talk about electrification being the way to go, uh, Mets. According to Coherent Market Insights, the global electric bus market is expected to reach around 44.3 billion US dollars by 2030. Where do you think are the gaps for Asia and how do you intend to fill them then? So first of all, I'm not completely familiar with the numbers, but I assume that they are they are right. Um, that there will be a strong growth, there's no doubt about that. It's 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 um, exponential now, I think. On the one hand, some trends are taking longer than maybe we expected a few years ago, such as fuel cells and hydrogen, or even autonomous vehicles. I would say that that's taking a bit longer to, to actually happen. But on the other hand, electromobility is, is sort of exploding now. I think we can see the taxis in Singapore and buses. And now we have a new tender for, for full electric vehicles in Singapore as well. So it's happening very fast. To your question of why isn't it going faster in, in, in Asia, the visions are there, but it's not as easy as I would say when you, when you buy a diesel vehicle, it's, the, the infrastructure is there, the petrol stations are, are, are readily available. Here we need to have a bit of a new uh, infrastructure in place with charging stations. We need to have the right supply of energy, etc. And in some countries, this is a challenge which has to be managed and it hasn't been quite done yet. So I would say that the vision is there. In terms of execution and actual, actual deployment, it's sort of a staggered approach with different markets moving in different paces. So Asia, with its huge population and its need for cleaner and more quiet transportation, will, of course, go very far and reach very high numbers in terms of electromobility. But it's taking a bit longer because there are some big challenges. And it's also, as a consequence, of course, rather big investments that have to be made both in infrastructure and in vehicles. Mm. Okay, and let's talk about Singapore Mets. Uh, the company reviewed a made-in-Singapore city bus part by 
powered fully by batteries in November last year, and that's part of a collaboration with Singapore's SC Auto Industries. And I understand the prototype is designed specifically to meet local bus standards. But what can we expect next, and how big of a market is Volvo Buses aiming here in Singapore? This test vehicle from the collaboration between Volvo Buses and SC Auto Industries is actually running right now. So you can you can ride that bus, and I'm personally going to take a ride later on this week. It's a collaboration that we're very proud of. We we decided to to try to find the best of two worlds, as I said before, the global competence, access to technology, experience, spare part supplies from the Volvo Group on the chassis side, and the local experience, knowledge, and again supply chain when it comes to securing a Singaporean autonomy in the future when there can be squeezes on supply chains by working with SC Auto. Uh, what are our ambitions in in Singapore? We have a very proud history, I would say. I said we've been in Singapore for some 43-odd years. Um, you can quite often see Volvo double-deckers on the streets of Singapore. So the history and the, the I would say the proof is in the pudding, but the pudding is to some extent already here. We have been, we are one of the leading players when it comes to providing city buses to, to Singapore, as well as uh, private bus, privately operated buses these days. And of course, that's a position we want to maintain. We want to be uh, among the leaders both as a speaking partner in public transportation, but of course also in terms of putting actual vehicles on the roads. So we are doing whatever we can to provide the right sort of products in this very good partnership and having our regional spare parts warehouse here in Tuas, where I'm sitting right now, uh, and, and our own market company to once again be able to support the, the industry and the operators as, as well as we can. And again, going back to, to the electrification of, of public transport in Asia, in Singapore, there are roughly 3,000 city buses under LTA's responsibility. And the, the, the plan is clear, and we know that when, it's, when there is a plan, it will usually be done in Singapore. So the 50% of the total number of 6,000 city buses should be electrified in one way or another by 2030. And the remaining 3,000 roughly city buses should be electrified by 2040. So the, the plan is clear which allows us to, to, to proceed with our own proposals and develop our own solutions in order to meet this, this demand. So mm. in a nutshell, we want to be one of the, continue to be one of the leaders when it comes to providing public transport solutions in Singapore. So uh, finally, before we let you go, Matt, uh, what are some future plans for Volvo Buses APEC for the second half of this year? What can we expect? I mean, we have a lot of plans. We have been talking about geography. We've been talking about uh, products. Uh, I mentioned some markets before. I talked about Australia and uh, and Singapore, but I also want to highlight that we have a very strong presence in Indonesia, where we started up a local assembly activity just recently. Uh, so-called CKD, completely knocked down kits that come from Europe and being assembled locally in 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 in, in, in Indonesia, Malaysia. Likewise, strong presence. We delivered 90 Euro six double deckers, the first Euro six buses, to my knowledge, in in, in Malaysia. So they're running on the streets of Kuala Lumpur since nine since 2022 and strong presence in Thailand since many years, Hong Kong with KMB, Taiwan uh, and so on. But in the future that you're asking about, we want to, of course, strengthen our presence in those markets, uh, but also potentially enter new ones. I think Vietnam will be on the uh, one of our future markets, hopefully within the next year or two. Myanmar, when the situation stabilizes, I think that's another market that could be of interest for us. Uh, then we are also talking about 
product deliveries or implementation. So we are launching our new B13R, which is a 13-liter Euro 6 chassis. So that's coming here to the region uh, shortly. We're launching it in Singapore in a few months' time. We're having it launched in Australia as well, which are the Euro 6 markets. We'll continue to work on our electric offer. So we have the BZL together with the new star that you talked about before. That's being deployed in various of the markets now. And there will be more electric vehicles coming in the future as well. At the same time, we're also working on the services side of things. So there will be more offers in terms of connectivity, working better with data in order to optimize the, the use of our vehicles in the customers' fleets. Mm, all right. Exciting plans indeed. Uh, thanks a lot, Mats. That was Mats Nilsson, Vice President at Volvo Buses APEC. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3.